Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. (laughs) I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. (laughs) And we are so honored to be here today with Catherine Ward, who is a psychic medium and a listener of this podcast. Welcome, Catherine. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This is like a dream come true. It's so nice to have you. We've, I think we've both like communicated with you as we do with several people in the community. It's like, it's like layers of getting closer to you. It's like, first, it's just like a random Facebook comment or Instagram comment. Then it's like, we're sending voice messages or we're like full on DMing. And then it's like, then you're here. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love how it's evolved over time. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you give the audience, since you are a new guest to the show, um, would love it if you would give the audience just a little bit more of your background and your story and how you came to be where you are now. Yeah. So I guess as background, right now I'm a psychic medium, tarot reader, Reiki healer, and intuitive coach. So a lot of things within the spiritual realm, but I also have a full-time job in medical device marketing. So it's kind of like two different worlds (laughs) I'm in right now, but my spiritual journey really began only um, two, two and a half years ago. Um, But as background for me, like I grew up in a really close family and my whole life, I was just doing like what my parents wanted me to do. Like, that's how I was brought up. It's like, we know what the plan is for you. Mm -hmm. So we'll guide you along the way. And it uh, was really nice because it kept me really safe. And I was like, okay, it's all planned out. I have nothing to worry about until I graduated college and was really in the world on my own. And that's kind of like where I thought I was stuck. So like fast forward to a couple of years ago, you know, I had this seemingly really great job. Like everyone on the outside looking in thought that I was killing it. I was getting promotion after promotion, but I was so miserable. It was draining my energy. I was waking up crying that I had to go to work, coming home crying because it was like so bad. But again, like I just thought that that's like how it was. And that's what my parents told me too. They were like, you know what? It's not always great. You have some bad days. I'm like, well, every day is bad. So what am I supposed to do here? And then I'll turn, um, I mean, also I was in this really, um, emotionally abusive relationship, really toxic relationship. And again, like, I just felt like 
this is like what it is. Like everyone has like their shit to deal with. And this is just like what I'm dealing with, you know? And then COVID came along and that's when I really started diving into spirituality a little bit, you know, joining Facebook groups, figuring out like what it was about. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started reading tarot. And that was like my little COVID hobby. So I would give like all my friends, um, tarot readings and stuff like that. And that's when I started to figure out, you know, I was intuitive, but it was more of like a party trick, like for New Year's Eve, everyone would be like, Catherine, take out the tarot cards. Like let's do readings. So that was, I was like, this is my COVID hobby. Like that's like, as far as I'm getting into it. Um, especially I grew up in New York on the East coast, like spirituality is very, uh, frowned upon, like you're considered crazy. So all the stuff, so that was the stigma that I grew up with. Um, so then moving through COVID, I started learning more in these Facebook groups about manifestation. And that's when I realized not everyone was miserable and not everyone hated their life. (laughs) So I was like, Oh shit. Like people are happy. Like people are living their dreams. I'm like, okay, so what do I do here? So, you know, I was manifesting little things, uh, freebies, sales, stuff like that. And then later, I guess this was in 2021. That's like when my world completely came crashing down. Um, my relationship had completely tumbled for like the very last time. Mm-hmm. And I was still miserable in my job. I was like, what do I do here? And that's when I started to go to therapy. And that's really when my spiritual awakening began. So we were, um, my therapist was spiritual. So we were going into shadow work, all these different modalities, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, damn, like unlearn all this inner child healing, unlearning all these things that I learned. And I was like, wow, like, who am I? What do I stand for? All this stuff. And I was like, I don't know who I am, but I'm not going to figure it out here. So that's when I decided that I was going to move to California because at the time I was living in Pennsylvania and that is the farthest place. me. Yeah. I was living um, in Phoenixville. So out by King of Prussia. Yep. Um, That's really not far from me, by the way. Like Pennsylvania is a big state and that's not very far. So. Yeah. And it's funny because I started listening to the podcast right as I was moving here. Oh, Um, I know. Well, if you ever come back, let me know. Definitely. Um, But anyway, you know, California was the furthest place that I could get to. That was still in the United States. So I started applying to jobs, manifesting this like amazing job where I was, I made 20, I mean, 50% more than what I was making then. They relocated me to San Diego, which is like a a dream. yeah. Yeah. It's like being on vacation. And that's really like when, like I started to become myself like whoever that was supposed to be, that's everything just started to fall into place. But there were like, my parents thought I was crazy. I was having a mental breakdown, having to move across the country, having interventions with me. And I was like, no, I just like got to do it. If I hate it in San Diego, I'll move back home. Mm -hmm. And that's really when I started to dive into spirituality and taking intuitive courses and Reiki and all these different things. And finally, like figuring out what I want, what I stand for and all that kind of stuff. That's amazing. Wow. And that takes like a really, that's a huge move to move across the country by yourself and just be like, okay, good luck. I'm going for it. So kudos to you. Good job. Thank you. Especially coming out of like what sounds like a very uh, structured, sheltered, uh, like upbringing your whole life, like thinking, it sounds like, are you like a rule follower for the most part? Like, do you kind of 
Yeah. So that's, that's how I grew up. It was like, whatever I was told, that's what I did. I, I grew up going to Catholic school my whole life. So all that kind of stuff. I was just like, it's easier this way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's easier to just do what people want me to do, make them Mm -hmm. happy, listen to them instead of like listening to myself. And that's, and so that's why it's even more impressive because it sounds like you just kind of did this 180 where you realized, like you started listening to yourself over all the things you had always listened to and did some pretty bold things as a result. So that's very, um, and how do you feel now, like in your new life? Oh, I love it. It's so funny because as soon as I moved out to San Diego, probably like a month in, all my friends were like, you're a completely different person. Like what happened to you? I was like, I had to get away from all of that. And now now all my friends are like, wait, can I come out there? Should I move out to San Diego? I'm like, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it definitely helps. And like seasonal depression is a real thing. It's a very real thing. And I did, I grew up in San Diego and I did not know that it was a real thing until I moved to the East coast and was like, Oh, I don't feel happy November till February. So yeah, definitely. Totally. And I know that you mentioned like getting out of an emotionally abusive relationship, which I think is really another thing that is like, you know, very cyclical and very hard to break out of. So, and I know that there's a lot of people in our community that have experienced that or maybe are still experiencing that. Um, I don't know how comfortable you are speaking on it, but um, do you have any kind of like perspective on that now that you're out and past that? Yeah, I think that looking back on it and now seeing things through a different lens, the spiritual lens, it was something that I had to go through because I would have never been like where I am today. That relationship, it it was four or five years um, of just constant up and down. Again, me thinking that I was like completely normal. Um, And I think that there were a lot of opportunities to get out of it. But I think the final thing that had happened was something that like my guides, I mean, they were like, absolutely not. Like we're done. Like we're shipping her across the country, stuff like that. So even though it was a very difficult time for me looking back, like I'm so grateful for it because it made me the person I am today. And it made me grow into like the spirituality and all these things that I've been learning. Otherwise I'd still be stuck where I was before. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that a lot of couples, a lot of people I know, and a lot of people that, you know, reach out to me from the podcast, a lot of marriages, a lot of long-term relationships ended 20, 2020, 2021. Like mm-hmm. that time frame, it feels like you either did it and like, good job for you, or you decided that being around that person 24 seven, you just can't, it really illuminated, like, I cannot do this anymore. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because it eliminated a lot of distraction. So many distractions. Mm -hmm. Like I know for me personally, traveling was one of those distractions. And like, it's just, it's insane. It's wild. I proposed, this is kind of funny. Towards the end of my marriage, I was like, well, why don't I live in Florida? And you live here in Virginia and we'll still be married, right? Yeah. But the kids will live with me in Florida and we'll visit you. And he was like, okay, all right. And we were like actually thinking about doing that. And like, it's insane. It's actually crazy what I was proposing. But anywho, so, okay. So going into your intuition now, so I know that you do, you do lives and things like that because I've seen your lives. 
So how does your intuition come into play now? Like what kind of readings do you do? Do you do coaching? Like what do you, what do you offer people now? Yeah. So I do, um, so I do straight mediumship reading. So connecting with guides, past loved ones, stuff like that. Um, I still do tarot readings. I love tarot. It's really just a great way to like move the energy Mm -hmm. for me. So I do multiple types of tarot readings. I do 30 minute zoom ones. I'll do recorded readings, which are just like three card pulls, fun questions, stuff like that. And I am about to open two coaching programs. So on June 4th, I actually have a free masterclass that I'm running and it's called shifting from victimhood to co-creation, how to create your dream life. So again, like going back to my past, feeling like I had no control with anything and then coming into this manifesting, learning you are the one who has all the control and it's the choices that you're making. Mm -hmm. So I walk through a lot of that kind of stuff, fear, how you break down fear, how that's holding you back. And really through different steps that I took, you know, to get out to California and to become the person that I am today. And then after that masterclass, I'm going to be launching a six week program and it's called empower, um, going through your shadow into the spotlight. So really focus on shadow work, kind of a more intensive of that masterclass. And there's, it's going, yeah, it's going to be a group container. I'm so excited for it. Um, And really just being there to support and help the people within the container and kind of hold their hand through the process. Because honestly, if I didn't have that, I probably would have never made it through here. I would have just been like, no, let's ignore that. I don't want to do it. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, Sounds really cool. You're like the blueprint of it. It's, you know, I think it's, it goes back to the, what's that saying? It's like, you teach best what you most need to learn. You could also say that as like, you teach best what you have learned, like what you personally have gone through. And so that's, it's perfect for you to be teaching. And I know that there's a ton of people in this community and just in the world that need that right now, because people get really, really stuck like in their fear or in what you like what you're saying, like victimhood to what was to what co-creation to Mm -hmm. co-creation. But people, I think when you said it's about the choices you're, you're making, I don't think people realize that a lot of the time. I don't think people realize that staying in a situation that doesn't make you happy is a choice. Right. Mm-hmm. Like right. not We're taking action. that loop, that cycle yes. of, of being unhappy. And I, <clears throat> it's interesting because I don't think that people intentionally want to be unhappy. I think that they don't think there's a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's an interesting title. I love that title. So how do you help someone get out of that victim mentality? Because it does kind of, in my head, I see like a, like a whirlpool, like it kind of like sucks you in. So what are some ways that you got yourself out of that mentality? Yeah. So a lot of it was really, a lot of it stemmed for inner child healing. So really soul level, because like why we're in the relationships we're in is because it feels safe, even though it's not going back to childhood and what you were taught. 
And just being able to feels familiar, exactly feels familiar and going back to that and really at a soul level, like where does that stem from and why do you have these beliefs and then reprogramming those beliefs, essentially, like, why isn't that the truth? What is your new truth? And really being able to empower someone to be like, these are my boundaries. This is what I stand for. And if like that doesn't agree, then, you know, I don't want it. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's really – I was thinking about this recently, how, like, it's so – it's so interesting that, like, sometimes all that we really need to do is just, like, shine – speaking of, like, spotlight, is, like, shine a light on these parts of us that we really haven't looked at in such a long time or maybe ever since they've happened. Mm -hmm. Like, when I do tapping with people – I always get this image in my mind that there's just like all these different versions of them, like millions of versions of them that are just stuck in these moments in time. And if we, and it's not that they're stuck like purgatory or anything. It's just like, they're just there in the same energy in the same pattern and just experiencing that moment for infinity. Right. Unless we go back and we're like, let's look at this. Like, what's going on here? Like, mm-hmm. why did this happen? And like, how was I feeling? And, and then all of a sudden that moment starts to change and it reflects. Actually, the Arc 9 was talking about this last night. And then what it does is it heals the it heals not only the past, but the present and the future at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And it's I think it's really interesting that sometimes all it takes is our awareness or our willingness to look. Because it can be really scary to look, you know, at ourselves, at our shadow, as you're talking about, at our inner child. Um, So like you said, it is really important to have someone there who is like guiding you through, who has been through it before, who knows the process and you can always look to as like a, a lighthouse, you know. Yeah. And not only that being there for support, um, I actually just did some healing of my own in regards to my relationship. And we put so much shame on our past selves and like the choices that we made. And like going back and looking at that from like love and what that person wanted during that time, instead of being like, oh, like she knew better and something like that. So looking at it through a new lens, I think is also important. Mm, I think that's, that's a good point. That's really interesting. And I think that I was doing a reading for someone and we were talking about, she was in a physically and emotionally abusive relationship and she ended up reaching out to her um, ex and was talking to them and such. And she was like, I can't believe I did this. I don't know why I did this. Like, I feel so Mm -hmm. embarrassed because I know that he's not right for me and blah, 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 blah. But in the same aspect, we, like you said, we need to have compassion for our future selves as well as our past selves, because we're going to make mistakes and we're going to slip up and we're going to do things that at the time or in a later date, we realized that wasn't the right choice, or I could have done that differently. And I think sometimes we're so afraid to make a mistake that we just kind of sit and we just don't do anything. And I that's how we get in that stuck pattern of I feel stuck, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, what if we could just all accept that we're here to make mistakes technically? Mm-hmm. Like, 
And that in that, from that light, nothing's actually really a mistake. Like it's all just experience. So we're here to have experiences. And sometimes those experiences are positive. And sometimes those experiences might be classified as negative and an experience we don't want to have again. And we learn from that. We learn Mm -hmm. from both. We learn when something feels really good. We're like, ooh, I want more of that. And when something really doesn't feel good, we're like, ooh, I don't want any more of that. And Mm -hmm. that is what helps us find our direction, you know? So if we spend all of our time, though, chastising ourselves or our future selves, which aren't even really relevant anymore, but they feel relevant, but they're not, we can't really get anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. We're chastising other people's future selves. Or, and so I realized that this is something I did in my relationship is I would chastise my ex's future self like preemptively Mm -hmm. before he made a mistake, right? Oh, yeah. Or I would really hold on to the idea of how it could be better. Like it it might get better or it might do this or it might do that. And I don't feel like that's a great idea either in any kind of relationship, whether it's work, love, parental, whatever, because you're not really, you're not loving that person. You're loving an idea of what that person might be someday but it's not really that person. I think I think that's where presence comes in. That's why yeah. there's such a focus on presence because we live so much of our life in our heads, not only with ourselves, but like you said, Ambie, with other people too. And that's not real. Like yeah. it's just energy we're putting towards something that may or may not ever happen. And I think that's why anytime you, when you start your spiritual journey and you get into the spiritual world, you always hear that presence, presence, presence mm-hmm. is the key. And it's because right now is the only tangible thing we have, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, presence <laughs> is a gift. <laughs> but it's But it is the hardest thing, I think, for humans to do. It is very hard because we have our mind. Our mind is such a kind of um, – it can get so out of control, especially these days with all of these things in our faces, right? Like it's very hard to control our mind. So Catherine, what are some ways that you control your mind? Like, were you a big worrier before or? Oh yeah. I was like constantly stressed a hundred percent of the time. Um, So I didn't know how to cope with any of that beforehand. I would just go to sleep and be like, okay, let's call it a day. Go to sleep at least. It's not a bad idea. Whatever. I don't have to worry about it then, except I have like crazy vivid dreams. So it would go into my (laughs) dreams and then I would wake up. Um, Now my coping is so much better. I I don't like have stress or anxiety anymore. Like it's incredible. But I would say like my number one thing is meditating and breath work. Like I love doing kundalini yoga just because it Mm. keeps me like very in my body. Um, And I don't have to, I'm not worrying about anything. And I love to go. I love to go on walks. Like I just got a puppy. So I'm like, oh, this is my excuse. Like we'll go for a walk. We'll hang out. And like, that's how I just like get away from everything. Totally. Dogs are so great for that. They give you so many excuses to do so many things you wouldn't normally do. Like I get so annoyed. I live in apartment building. So like I have to take, I have to go down the elevator, take my dog Mm -hmm. out. But like, and I'm like, oh, man, if I had a house, I could just, like, open the door. But I'm really grateful for the walks that she makes me take because, mm-hmm. like you said, it's, like, a chance to be present. It's a chance to escape, like, your phone and just, like, look at nature and look at people. And, again, it's – it's this goes back to – we had a guest recently who um, was talking about, like, 
futurism and spirituality. And one of the things she said was um, her belief is that convenience is the death of the human spirit. And I really, that's, I see that in so many ways in humans. It's like we resist the things that will actually make us feel better or make us be more Mm -hmm. present because it feels inconvenient. And it's like, in that inconvenience that we're avoid, in that inconvenience we're avoiding is, and in the convenience that we're embracing is actually um, like a lack of being present in our own lives, you know. Yeah. So I think that's, that's so really interesting. Point. I have a, a good analogy for that. So there was this came up really recently. I was actually really worried about like I got into like my own head about money and things like that, and I would tell my girlfriend like I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I'm literally underwater and I can't find the surface. And she's like, well, when you avoid paying your bills, when you overspend because you're depressed and when you do all those things, instead of finding the surface, you're adding bricks on top of yourself Mm -hmm. and you're just sinking deeper underwater. Mm -hmm. And so it was a good analogy because it made me realize like in my indecisiveness of, oh, should I pay this? Should I do this? Should I do that? I'm really not making the situation better. Right. And then in my action of, well, I want to do this because I'm abundant and blah, blah, blah. I'm really still hurting myself, even though that one purchase will make me feel better in the moment. It's really not, it's not going to help me overall. So anyway. Yeah. No, I, it's, it, well, it goes back to what you were saying, Catherine, about the choice. It's all in the choices that Mm -hmm. you're making. And so, um, this is random, actually. Sorry, this isn't about choices, but I just, when you were talking about tarot, I was like, oh, yeah, wait, she's been posting about, like, this is what this card means. And, mm-hmm. this is what, and I'm someone who I keep getting so attracted to tarot, but like every time I try to learn it, I just get so overwhelmed and I'm just like, ah, oh, like, I don't know. So have you ever considered teaching tarot? It's so funny because. So many people, psychics that I've been to, they're like, you're going to have a tarot course. And I've tried so many times this year to like start one up and I just like can't get myself to do it. So that's why I've been posting like those little things. I'm like, this is like a little bit, it will get me there. Um, So it's been on my list. I just like haven't felt like the push to do it yet, but I love tarot and I think it's way overcomplicated, especially like in terms of like TikTok and stuff like that. And people are so like, no, this is the only way you do tarot. And I think it's like an art, like anything else. So it's like up for interpretation. Yeah. Um, And that's what I like most about it. Like one card could mean something in one reading and a completely different reading means something else. So it keeps it fun. Exactly. I think that's what's so fun about it. But again, it's also what's so like overwhelming about it is like, and I think that's the thing. If you have someone who's a great teacher or who loves it and can make it really fun and simple, that is how I learn best. So if you ever do start the course, let me know because I'll I'll sign up. I've I've been waiting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, for those who are listening and are like resonating with this with your story and with feeling um, disempowered or like not happy and wanting to make a change but not knowing how, how can they either sign up for the masterclass or this group coaching course? Like how can they get in touch with you? How can they enroll? Yeah. So the best way is probably on Instagram. So my handle is the queen of wards on Instagram and I have, um, 
my link tree there. So it has the registration for the master class. If someone's interested in the group container, they could just DM me and we could discuss it um, just because it's not open right now, but happy to start a wait list for that. Awesome. We will put the link to your Instagram um, in our show notes. So you guys, if you want to sign up for the masterclass, which you should because it's free, right? And it's- Yeah, it's free and there's going to be a recording after and I'm going oh, to nice. have like a free workbook that goes along with it. So if you can't make it, you'll have journal prompts and all that kind of stuff to work on after. Wow, look at that. Ooh, you're you're a natural that. teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, when's the masterclass again? It's June 4th at, uh, I think it's 10 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, nice. okay, perfect. So this coming week. Um, wait, no, two. Yes, this coming week. Next It's week. a week from Saturday. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, by the way, I know you said just, just another thing I'm curious about with you. I know you said like you always kind of been intuitive, but it was like a party trick for you. Did you, when you were younger, did you experience – you know, like, did you ever see spirits or hear spirits or was it more of a muted thing and it came kind of more into focus later, as you said, when you like actually decided to develop it? Yeah. So when I was younger and like, you know, going through my teams, I was always obsessed with mediums. Like I would watch Long Island Medium. I was like, oh, I wish I could do this. And it wasn't until about a year ago that someone told me they were like, you're a medium. Like, is this how you like, is this what you see in your mind? And I was like, that's what mediumship. (laughs) Oh, no. Like I've never met um, my grandmother. Um, I've been seeing her my whole life in my mind's eye, but I thought it was yeah. me just like imagining it. Yeah. yeah. So someone told me that and I was like, that was real. Like, That's <laughs> awesome. So um, I was able to see spirit um, and feel spirit at a young age. Like I always told my parents like houses are haunted and stuff like that, but they thought mm-hmm. I was kidding. Um, but I would say that I used to have like a feeling like about people and situations and stuff, but um, I have this theory that my dad is very intuitive, but he doesn't embrace it. So it was always something that was just like, oh, Catherine's playing. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I guess I'm playing like, you know, (laughs) but now looking back, I'm like, wow, I was so intuitive. Someone should have taught me this when I was seven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, I, that's really interesting to hear because, and I think it's really helpful for people to hear because we teach an intuitive course and we have an intuitive membership called Super Bloom. Mm-hmm. And we were working with one of our new clients the other day and she brought up something that so many people bring up that we've worked with over and over and over again, which is like, well, I feel like I'm a medium and I've been told I'm a medium and I have these crazy experiences, but like I just, as hard as I try, I just can't connect like with whoever. And so what we like to do, spoiler, if you ever have a session with us or anything, is we just like to throw you, we're like, okay, well, let's do it right now. <laughs> and there was like, wait, what, what, what? And anyway, the, whole, the result of it always, once we just walk through it with them, is the realization that, like you said, oh, that's what it is? Like, oh, I can do that. I do do that. And I think that is like the most amazing thing is that if you just have someone there that's like validating you a little bit mm-hmm. because they've had the experience, it, it can change your whole world, you know? And like you said, you like, I wish I had someone there when I was younger who would teach me this or validate this, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I was taking an intuitive development course probably like a year ago and my teacher was a medium. She was like, have you ever done mediumship? And I was like, no, but I want to. And she was like, these are your steps. Go do some readings. And I was like, okay. So I read my friends and I remember I was reading for one of my really close friends and her grandmother came through and I was describing her in my mind's eye. And she was like, we have a painting of her that looks just like that. And I was like, Okay. I was like, cool. (laughs) I think like the, I think one of the big things is people in their heads, they, they feel like it needs to be more. They feel like mediumship, there should be a person in front of me, like the movies. Right. And it's not always like that. And sometimes when it is like that, it's actually too scary and you can't see what's really happening. So it's just interesting how we make things out to be in our minds and it's just not normally that way. It's usually just much, much calmer energy, much softer. And it's more gentle, just subtle through much more subtle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One thing that I've noticed, cause I try to like journal every day. So I'll journal like whatever I'm feeling and then I'll sit down all of a sudden I'm writing advice to myself and I'm like, who oh, is this that. from? Mm-hmm. And it's like every day and I'm like, okay, thanks guys. Like <laughs> it's stuff like that, that comes yes. through. Um, I also have like whatever clear smelling is. I always forget the name cause it's so hard, but yeah. like my whole life, like I've been smelling weird things and no one else smells it. I'm like, there must just be something wrong with me. And then, <laughs> um, I travel a lot for work. So I was at the airport and I smelled like a bakery. I was outside and I was like, what is that? And then I was like, Oh, my aunt's birthday is tomorrow. It must be from her dad. Like I, and I put it all together and I was like, yeah. Oh, like that's how <laughs> it works. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's nice. so It's so subtle sometimes that like you don't even know how you're putting it all together. You're just, Mm -hmm. but like that's the other thing is like you're giving yourself the benefit of the doubt because if you let your mind dictate that before, you would be like, why does it smell like this? Do you smell this? That would be all you would be going off of. Not, oh, this must be from this and this or this Mm -hmm. could be this and that, you know? So I I think, again, it's like we really need to, practice getting out of the way of our minds and just giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt more because that's uh, that's how we access the other part of ourselves, which isn't so like linear thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for sharing about that because, yeah, I think it's really, really helpful for other people to hear from people who do this professionally, like how they, how, how they experience it, you know? So... Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine, this has been so awesome. It's been so great to chat with you and be in your energy. You're just so like bright and light and obviously a a beautiful product of the choices that you've made and (laughs) a beautiful teacher. So is there anything else you want to share with the audience? No, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's like everything came full circle. I remember at the beginning of my spiritual journey, I was like, binging your podcast episodes because that's how I was learning everything. So it's really nice to finally be on. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you. It's really nice to meet and congrats on everything that you're doing. You're definitely going to help a lot of people and you guys make sure that you go and check out, sign up for the free masterclass, uh, follow Catherine on Instagram and, uh, you'll learn some tarot, which is yes. Good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so we love you guys. Thank you for watching on Facebook. Thank you for listening. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it. If you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast.